Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Carrie Donahue, filling in for Rebecca Ibarra, bringing you real-time news, fresh like radio, but on your schedule like podcasts. Here's the latest. The leader of the far-right Proud Boys, Enrique Torrio, has been charged with conspiracy in the January 6th attack on the Capitol. According to The Washington Post, Torrio is one of the highest-profile people the Justice Department has charged yet. Due to unrelated trouble with the law, a judge had prohibited Torrio from being in D.C. on the day of the protest, but the government says it has enough evidence to prove he was still deeply involved in orchestrating the group's attack. Here's a roundup of what you need to know about Ukraine today. President Biden is banning Russian oil and natural gas imports. It's the latest and most financially significant sanctioned to be levied against Russia in response to its invasion of Ukraine. The president said he's moving forward with the ban, even if European allies who are more dependent on Russian oil aren't able to act. But the president said this decision will affect people here in the U.S. Putin's war is already hurting American families at the gas pump. Since Putin began his military buildup on Ukrainian borders, just since then, The price of the gas at the pump in America went up 75 cents. And with this action, it's going to go up further. I'm going to do everything I can to minimize Putin's price hike here at home. He also urged oil companies not to pad profits or exploit the situation for their own financial gain. McDonald's says it's going to close all of its restaurants and pause all operations in Russia following its invasion of Ukraine. McDonald's has close to 1,000 locations in the country. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky gave a historic speech to Britain's parliament this afternoon. Speaking via video link and through a translator, he compared his country's struggle against the Russians to Britain's fight against Nazi Germany in World War II. We will not give up and we will not lose. We will fight till the end at sea, in the air. We will continue fighting for our land. Zelensky received a standing ovation, and Prime Minister Boris Johnson promised continued support for Ukraine. Shell has become one of the first major oil companies to cut its business ties with Russia. The company made the announcement today, adding an apology for continuing to buy Russian oil exports last week after it promised to stop. The number of people fleeing Ukraine now exceeds 2 million, according to the UN. The stunning exodus is already affecting the rest of Europe and is quickly becoming a humanitarian crisis. Coming up, we talk about Space Force and why you should actually take it seriously. Jury selection has begun in the federal court case against four men accused of a wild plot to kidnap Michigan's Governor Gretchen Whitmer. U.S. District Court Judge Robert Jonker told prospective jurors, quote, this isn't your average court case. Honestly, Judge, that might be the understatement of the year. Adam Fox, Brandon Caserta, Barry Croft Jr., and Daniel Harris were accused of a months-long plot filled with secret messages and even a plan to destroy a bridge to distract police during the kidnapping. Two other men involved in the planning have pleaded guilty and will testify for the prosecution. Disney's CEO says the company has no plans to speak out against Florida's controversial Don't Say Gay bill. It would ban conversations around LGBTQ topics in classrooms. In an email to his staff, Bob Chappick said while he and the company support LGBTQ people, quote, corporate statements do very little to change outcomes or minds, and therefore Disney is sitting this one out. 
Oh, and it's likely worth noting here that according to the Orlando Sentinel, Disney has given money to every signer and co-signer of the bill. A new study says that even having mild COVID can damage your brain. The study, led by University of Oxford researchers and published this week in Nature, is unique because it's the first one based on actual brain scans taken before and after participants contracted COVID, and because most of the people in the study had a mild case of COVID. Researchers saw the brain area most affected was related to smell, but overall there was a striking loss of gray matter and a higher rate of abnormalities in brain tissue. They say it is too soon to tell if the damage can be reversed. The Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act is on its way to President Biden's desk. It passed the Senate unanimously after an earlier victory in the House. The act would make lynching a federal hate crime punishable by up to 30 years. But isn't murder already illegal, you're wondering? Yes, but many lynchings during the Jim Crow era were never prosecuted. This adds a possible federal charge should a city or state ever fail to prosecute such a crime in the future. Here's some news that I find personally terrifying. A large spider native to East Asia could soon spread across the East Coast. The hideously colorful Joro spider popped up all over Georgia this past summer, and a new study suggests it will move north where it can survive colder temperatures. It can reach up to three inches in length. Yuck. You should really Google J-O-R-O spider to see what they look like because uh, they're going to be your new neighbors soon. Dua Lipa has been hit with a second copyright suit in four days for her hit song, Levitating. Songwriters L. Russell Brown and Sandy Lindsner say Dua Lipa ripped off the rhythm of a disco hit they own the rights to called Wiggle and Giggle All Night. Decide for yourself. Dua Lipa has acknowledged she finds inspiration in old disco hits. The suit comes days after a Florida reggae band accused the singer of lifting one of its melodies on Levitating as well. Oof. My co-host Rebecca is off today, but she left us this interview so we wouldn't forget her. Isn't that sweet? When former President Trump first created Space Force, a new branch of the military. It is not enough to merely have an American presence in space. We must have American dominance. It was kind of a big joke. But there's no threat in space. Who are we fighting? Space Force sounds like the knockoff action figures you got from your grandma on your birthday. This guy's not even done with his wars on Earth and he wants to start fighting in space? So much so that it became the subject of a Netflix comedy show created by Steve Carell and Greg Daniels. We are training for the worst case scenario, but the best case scenario is colonizing the galaxy. Imagine, years from now, you could be on some distant star harvesting corn. But Insider's Adam Wren says, don't keep laughing. Space Force is a full-blown arm of the military, and it has some serious work to do. Space Force is really sort of intimately involved uh, with our daily life in a way few people realize. Our world exists on GPS, and that GPS is created by this constellation of satellites. And so everything that we do on a daily basis, from banking to checking our iPhone, looking at Google Maps, is, is powered by that GPS. And essentially, it exists to protect our satellites that we have from powers like the Chinese and the Russians. And those satellites are vulnerable. Mm, and if something were to go wrong in space, we would just lose all these massive communications? 
Yeah, insiders at the Pentagon are sketching out what a war would look like in space. And we wouldn't really know it happening until it happened. Uh, all of a sudden, we would just lose access to some of our most important services. Your debit card wouldn't go through at the checkout line at the grocery store, for example. And instantaneously, we could have the inability to communicate. A fighter pilot could be flying and all of a sudden lose navigation ability. So this is serious stuff. Adam, how did Space Force go from being this kind of farce or being made fun of to a legitimate military force? Yeah, well, despite President Trump's love of Space Force and the way that he floated the idea back in 2018, Space Force really has roots that go back more than a decade. In 2001, then-Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld wrote in a commissioned report that the U.S. was in danger of what he called at the time a Space Pearl Harbor Uh, a a surprise attack. And from that moment on, you know, in the Congress, the idea really gained bipartisan steam. I want to talk about space junk. How worried should we be about space junk? If you'll recall last year in the early summer, there was a moment where a decommissioned Chinese satellite uh, was going to be plummeting to Earth. And there was some real genuine fear about where it might land. And, you know, space debris is a big part of what Space Force does. They will be the people who uh, protect us or alert us um, as space debris becomes a a problem. Will the militarization of space lead to bad things? Because, again, Space Force is an arm of the military. If you think about it, you know, dating back to the original space race between Russia and the United States, you know, space has always, in a way, been militarized. You know, when Sputnik was flying above the United States in orbit, regular American citizens had fear at the moment. They were afraid that perhaps the Russians were spying on us or that Sputnik could drop some kind of a missile. And so before Space Force launched in the United States, Russia and China actually preceded us in developing their own versions of their own Space Force. So in some ways, we are sort of behind the curve when it comes to the militarization of space. Adam, thank you so much for joining us on The Refresh. It was my pleasure. Adam Wren reports on politics and policy at Insider. That's it for now. Check back tomorrow for more of what's going on. I'm Carrie Donahue. And I'm Dave Smith. Thanks for listening to The Refresh from Insider. 